Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Spectacular Spider Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Hollingsworth, and today is another episode. Now, I know you may be confused because I did Spider-Man 3 last week, but you may be confused as to why I'm not reviewing The Amazing Spider-Man. Well, originally I was going to, because originally I was going to take this Spider-Man 4 discussion and put it at the end of my Spider-Man 3 review last week, but I had decided that that would be that would kind of be that would be it's too long of a story to discuss at the end of that, and it would take away from the focus of it, of that episode being about Spider-Man three. So, and also by implication, yes, I have reviewed the entire Sam Raimi Tobey Maguire Spider-Man trilogy, so you can go listen to all three of those episodes if you want. And also, this is this is what I decided to split this and make it its own episode of discussing the story of. What happened to Sam Raimi's canceled Spider-Man Four? And also, before you do that, be sure to keep listen, be sure to keep listen to this podcast and follow me on Instagram. And be sure to check out my other Spider-Man podcasts I've made in the past. And if you want to, if you want to be caught up on this one, go back and if you want if you want to and go listen to my uh, my episodes reviewing the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy, Spider-Man's One, Two, and Three. And also, if you and also you can get caught up, so you can get up to speed for here when I discuss the fourth film in this in this franchise. So without any more further delays, let's get straight into this story because it's a doozy. All right. So, so, just to recap a little bit, before going into this one, you need to know what exactly happened in the third film to going before going before this one was being was being produced. So basically, to recap, for any of you who haven't listened to the Spider-Man Three podcast yet, to recap, basically what happened was during the production of Spider-Man Three, Sam Raimi wanted Harry Osborn as the Green Goblin, Sandman, and the Vulture as his villains for the film. However, Sony of producer Avi Arad came in and told him that said that they that they, that they wanted to please the audience they should include venom in the film because he was such a popular character so he dropped so sam raimi dropped vulture and put venom in the film and then ended up ruining the movie with too many plot lines and so that went into here so sam raimi's quote for spider-man 3 was it's a movie that just doesn't work very well i tried to make it work but i didn't really believe in all the characters so that couldn't be hidden from people who loved spider-man if the director doesn't love something it is wrong of them to make it when so many other people love it i think raising the stakes out of spider-man 2 was the thinking going into it and i think that's what doomed us i should have stuck to with the characters and relationships and regressed them to the next step and not try to top the bar end quote so basically sam raimi is, exp- is explaining that he didn't re- that he didn't believe in this project either and he thinks that instead of Instead of just going bigger with everything like they did in the movie, they should, he should have just taken the logical next step forward and progress those relationships and not try to go so fantastical, which they did do in Spider-Man 3 and ended up being one of the contributing factors why it was bad. And even he admits that he that this that he doesn't like that he hates this movie. He he hates this movie nefarious that that has been notoriously known throughout time is that he hates this movie. And he's openly admitted that he even on a on a nerdist podcast he was on, he called his own movie awful not only not bad awful so that's just kind of i mean now some of that maybe that's him being a little bit over dramatic but he's basically just trying to let everybody know that he's on the same page as them and thinks that this film is also bad so the thing that you need to know is that he thinks that he messed up with spider-man 3 so then now that leads into the story of the canceled spider-man 4 so to start off with this story is things got off to a decent start so Spider-Man 4, of course, they were going to bring director Sam Raimi, and of course, Tobey Maguire was going to come back. And However, they were going to bring their stars, they were going to bring their stars back. However, 
they they their contracts were only for three for movies one two and three and their contracts had expired Tommy McGuire and Kirsten Dunst as MJ and so Tommy McGuire just paid the man skyrocket and he apparently was gonna would ask for a fifty million dollars in order to come back for a fourth Spider-Man film which it seemed like they were gonna be open to they were gonna be open to giving him but however Kirsten Dunst on the other hand it didn't seem like a for sure thing that she was coming back Sam Raimi Sam Raimi did state that he didn't want to make a movie without her but it seemed very from what I've, from what from the research that we've gathered from what that I've gathered is that it seemed very in the air whether or not she was going to come back although I think she maybe would have but you just but you can never know because this film was never made so that was and also they also had so they paid McGuire 50 they were going to pay McGuire 50 million and they were going to and there was a lot of talk of doing a, a second Spider-Man trilogy like Spider-Man 4 a Spider-Man 5 and a Spider-Man 6 Spider-Man 5 and 6 supposedly would have been one continuous story that they would shoot back-to-back, potentially. And they had hired James Vanderbilt, who was important for later on. James Vanderbilt was hired to write the scripts for Spider-Man 5 and 6, which could maybe, which like I said, maybe would have been one back-to-back story that they would shoot. However, as production went on, the the idea of shooting two movies back-to-back was becoming not as... it's becoming less and less likely, and it's seeming like from from what I've from what I've gathered is that they were, Sam Raimi's intention was only to do Spider-Man Four, and that they would maybe do, and that they would ta- at least discuss Spider-Man Five and Six, and if if they if Raimi and his actors didn't come didn't want to do a fifth, six, fifth five and six movie, they would scrap it and just use those scripts for a reboot and find a new actor to play Spider-Man. That's that's at least what I've gathered, and so it was. So they were gonna start filming this in the year 2010, and then it was set for a release of May 6th, 2011. So as you can see, things were very much rolling, and they didn't have an idea of what they were going to do. However, and so now let's get into the part of this of this story that that leads into what kind of ended up ruining this movie's chances of ever happening. So, of course, a Spider-Man movie is incomplete without some villains, and there were a, quite a few villains that were being considered for this film. Of course, and I forgot to mention this, but in Spider-Man's two and three, we saw the appearance of Kurt Connors, aka the Lizard, played by Dylan Baker. He was always Kurt Connors, but he never got to become the Lizard. And so, from what I've gathered, is that Sam Raimi had always talked about that he was that he loves the Lizard character and the Lizard storyline. And Dylan Baker, had, the actor, had even said that he would be very open, that he was really excited for the villainous turn of becoming the villain role. But it, from what I've gathered, there was ne- it was never 100% confirmed whether or not Lizard would be a villain in the film. And from what I've gathered, it seems like he wasn't. Because from what I've gathered, is that Vulture was, from what, what's, what's, what, what was been commonly known, is that the villain of this movie would have been the Vulture, played by John Malkovich, and Felicia Hardy, a.k.a. the Black Cat, who in the comic books is Spider-Man's on-and-off-again love interest, played by Anne Hathaway, which should sound familiar because Anne Hathaway went on to play a similar character in 2012, the Batman The Dark Knight Rises, where she played Catwoman, who Catwoman and Black Cat are very similar characters. They have, I mean, their names are different, duh, but like the, just the idea of those characters is very similar. So if you want an idea of what Black Cat is like, just look at the character of Catwoman from the Batman from the Batman series. That's the closest you can get to Black Cat. And 
And I think that's maybe that might be a contributing factor, a contributing factor to why Black Cat has never been in a Spider-Man movie yet. Although I highly, highly, highly think that she's going to make it to the Spider-Man films one day. Just when that happens, we just don't know yet. So John Malkovich was considered was apparently being considered for the role of the Vulture, and Raimi's intention was to make sure that Ra- that Vulture seemed like more than just an old guy in a suit, and he wanted to make this the most threatening villain that Spider-Man had ever gone up against. And so Anne Hathaway, even though it was ever, even though neither of these two were ever officially con- confirmed to be playing these parts, it seemed like they were because apparently Anne Hathaway auditioned for the role of Black Cat, and Sam Raimi apparently really loved what she was doing. So it seemed like that was that was probably going to be a for sure thing. And same thing with John Malkovich because his name was attached to it. It seemed like that it might be a for sure thing that he was going to be playing the Vulture. And so Bruce Campbell was the, Bruce Campbell, Sam Raimi's friend, who appears in all three of these movies. Apparently, was set to be Mysterio in this fourth film to pay off the running joke of Bruce Campbell always being in a, in this film. And also, that could lead to that's also led to a theory that maybe Bruce Campbell was always set to be Mysterio throughout these. Was always playing Quentin Beck in the first three films, and that he eventually would have become and that because he was going to be cameoing as Mysterio, cameoing as Mysterio in the fourth film. That leads to a theory that maybe he was playing Quentin Beck the entire time, which makes sense because if you look at how the way that the wrestling matches run in the first Wired Spider-Man film, you can see how Quentin Beck might be in charge of that. And then the second film, he even says the line of when he's trying when he won't let Peter go into the theater, he says the line, "It helps maintain the illusion." Like that very clearly seems like a Quentin Beck thing to say. And then also the fact that he's acting like a French guy. Because Quentin Beck's whole motivation is that he wanted to be an actor, but he could never could. He, so he was really more of a special effects guy than an actor. So that makes so that makes sense to be Quentin, be Quentin Beck. I personally believe in that theory, but I can understand the people that come out and say that maybe he was never supposed to be Quentin Beck. It was just supposed to be a running joke that Quentin that Bruce Campbell was in every single one of these movies. But anyway, those were the villains. And so the so maybe wondering what was what would have been the plot of Spider-Man Four. Now this is the thing that's very on that they've kept under wraps throughout this time which is kudos to them to being being able to keep that under wraps but still that's very frustrating for us fans because we don't get to know what exactly was going to be happening in the film because from the research that i've gathered and research that other people have gathered we don't really know what the story would have been for the fourth film and other than like a few storyboards which you can go look up right now you can go look up spider-man 4 storyboards and you can find a bunch of different things that they had planned for this film and you can just see like get an idea of how this film would have worked. So, from the storyboards that have been have that have been released, and also, and I think the reason why they haven't released the plot is due to non-disclosure agreements, or they just don't want to release them in general. So, what we know from from what we know from the little that we know of the plot is that the beginning f- sequence of the film would have featured a montage of Spider-Man fighting several, as they described, C and D-list villains, such as, and basically these were basically all these villains that he would have fought in the opening sequence were basically Sam Raimi, basically villains that Sam Raimi. Would have, that Sam Raimi would never have used for the main villain of his Spider-Man films, including Bruce Campbell's Mysterio I already mentioned, the Shocker, the Prowler, the Rhino, and maybe even Stiltman. No, not a joke. If you look up the character in Marvel Comics, Stiltman, he is very much a goofy Spider-Man villain who, I'm not, who I will not be covering because he is too goofy of a character of a villain to cover. Anyway, so those are the, some of the villains that he would have been, but not what he would have caught, and he would have been feeling pretty proud of him. Peter would have been feeling proud of himself for catching each of these villains until he runs into the Vulture, and then they have their first fight, and Vulture ends up giving Spider-Man a beatdown, and unfortunately, that's all we know. From the information, that's what we have. I know it's sad that we can't, I can't really go into what the plot would have been for any of you who are. I can't really go into the plot of what it's been, but the thing, the truth is, we really don't know 
what this plot would have would have been because we're very limited to this. We're very limited to that information because of the storyboards that we have. Like you can go, like, you can still go look up Spider-Man Four storyboards. You'll probably find them. They're not. I don't think they're very hard to find, and you can probably get an idea of what the fourth film would have been about. So that was that. It seems like it seemed like from what it seemed like from what I've been saying, things were going. But you may be wondering what went wrong and why did this film get canceled? So that's so so that's where we're going into the the actual main title of this video of this podcast. What went wrong? So as you can tell, they had a they had a, a date locked in. They had an idea of filming. They were they were casting all their villains. Everything they had a plot in place. Everything was ready to go. But unfortunately, there was some there was some mishaps. That, not necessarily mishaps, but there was some a little bit. There was a little bit of drama going on that, that causes to go to, that caused this whole thing to fall apart. Basically, after working on this Spider-Man trilogy for about ten years, Sam Raimi was apparently fed up and was just burnt out and tired of working on this series. Not like tired of working on, but he was just tired and burnt out because he'd been working on this for 10 years. And Sony apparently had just been throwing the idea of a reboot in his face the entire time during the production. And But Sam, but Sam Raimi was just ignoring them, just going on making his movie. But even though every single, from what we've heard, every single script that was turned in, he hated apparently and he still went through with it and like they like it was just baffling to hear because like his whole intention was he understands that he messed up with spider-man 3 and he wanted to make spider-man 4 which i'm about to discuss a quote from that and later is that he really wanted to make this really good but like yet he apparently hated every version of this script and sony was just constantly throwing a reboot in his face the entire time during the production and it just sounds, and you can see where this would probably fall, you can see where this would reasonably fall apart, because it just sounds very frustrating for him, because Sony kept, because Sony meddled with the third film, and they were meddling again here, and, if, and I think, like I said in the third film, like when I reviewed Spider-Man 3, I think that if Sony had stayed back, Sam Raimi could have knocked this out of the park. But because Sony had to get their greedy little hands on this mo- on the third film, and we're getting them on this movie... They're just messing with what worked and causing Sam Raimi to get burnt out and what basically ultimately led to the death of this franchise. And so they kept throwing in – so he hated every single draft. And what's funny is that on January 6, 2010, Tobey Maguire, the star of Spider-Man himself, did an interview discussing how proud he was and how much fun he had working on this Spider-Man trilogy and what he was hoping to do for the next, for the next film and what they can do to press the character. You can look this up. Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man 4 interview, and just look at the date. It's January 6, 2010, and four days later, after that interview, on January 10, 2010, Sony announced that they would be rebooting the Spider-Man franchise with Mark, with director Mark Webb, and then later, of course, they cast Andrew Garfield in the Spider-Man role, which is baffling that Tobey Maguire did that interview, and then four days later, he was told that the film was canceled and he was out of a job, basically. Now, of course, after that, they were they never we never really learned about Sam Raimi's opinions on why he on why exactly he left this franchise because they were due to non-disclosure agreements. But he doesn't seem very bitter. It doesn't seem like it was he was very bitter like bitter towards the studio because in 2013 when he was on an interview when he was officially asked point blank why he stepped away from the Spider-Man franchise, here's what he had to say: "Quote." It really was the most amicable and undramatic of breakups. It was simply that we had a deadline and I couldn't get the story to work on the level that I wanted it to work. End quote. 
Quote, I was very unhappy with Spider-Man 3, and I wanted to make Spider-Man 4 to end on a very high note, the best Spider-Man of them all. But I couldn't get the script together in time due to my own failings. I said to Sony, I don't want to make a movie that is less than great, so I think we shouldn't make this picture. Go ahead with your reboot, which you've been planning anyway. And Amy Pascal, the head of, the head of Sony Pictures back then, said, Thank you. Thank you for not wasting the studio's money, and I appreciate your condor. So we left on the best of terms, both of us trying to do the best thing for the fans, the good name of Spider-Man, and Sony Studios. So basically, what he means by that, by the, about going ahead with your reboot, is that supposedly during the production, they had they secretly had gotten, they had secretly had wrote and written a reboot script behind Sam Raimi's back as a backup plan in case Spider-Man Four is not panning out. And so after Sam, so basically, what Sam Raimi also back to that back to that quote. Sam Raimi admitted that he could that because Sony was just charging for that 2011 release date, and Sam Raimi was just passionate about making Spider-Man 4 the best he could possibly make it, even though he hated every single version of the script. It's he just he just openly just threw up his arms and said, "I can't make this movie in this amount of time," and so he just ultimately chose to step away and just let Sony reboot the character with with of course the Mark Webb. Which of course the Mark Webb Andrew Garfield version, which we got later. So it seems very. Um, it's, of course, it's sad, but it seems reasonable because Sam Raimi had literally been put through the ringer. It sounds like through this production, and so honestly, as much as honestly, it's I understand him for wanting to step away from this franchise after have how so much grief he's had. It sounded like he had throughout making these movies and the way, Sam, the way Sony treated him. It's, I can understand why he chose to step away from doing this. And so, James Vanderbilt, so after this, James, like I said, after this, James Vanderbilt, who was hired to write Spider Man 4, and then, of course, Spider Man 5 and 6, he was then hired by Sony to write this, to write a draft for The Amazing Spider Man, which, of course, we ended up, we ended up getting it to about two years later in 2012. So, that's the whole backstory of the, of the leading up to the, the cast, the plot. What we know of the plot, anyway, and the and ultimately why this whole thing fell in fell in, fell in pieces, and so now now that after hearing all of that, especially since we know Spider Man comes back in Spider Man No Way Home, what are the likelihoods of Spider Man Four being made again? And honestly, I think it's very much fifty fifty. Well, not fifty fifty. I think it's very much a like has a likely chance of it happening. Because, of course, we had known that Tim McGuire's Spider-Man comes back in No Way Home. And he drops that story. He doesn't really give much story hints about what happened in between 3 and No Way Home. And maybe that was done intentionally. In case they did make it, they do end up making a Spider-Man 4. He says that he is able to work it out with Mary Jane. So, does this mean... So, after, so after that, and there has actually been call for a Spider-Man 4 to be made with Tim McGuire. And... It seems like Sam Raimi has said that he maybe would be. From what I've, from what I've gathered, it seems like he said it's possible. After during press for Doctor Strange, he said that with the multiverse, it seems anything is possible. So, I think it seems very likely that they would want to do Spider-Man Four. The only hesitancy I think would and I would also I would love to see that because I love Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Spider-Man. I remember being very, very bitter about hearing one Spider-Man Four was canceled, and that ties into the amazing. That ties into my views on the Amazing Spider-Man, which I'll talk about next week. That kind of that at the time when I first learned about it, it had hurt and hurt my viewing of the Amazing Spider-Man films with Andrew Garfield. And so, basically, 
I think that it's very likely that Spider-Man 4 would happen because there's reinvigorated interest in this version of the character after No Way Home. People are interested in talking about him again, so I think that maybe they might want to capitalize on that and do it because it's because McGuire and Kirsten Dunst have both said that they would love to return to their roles and keep doing it. And do it well, not keep doing it, just do another film. Which I so it seems like everyone, it seems like most of them are on board. It's just that the one thing I think holding it back from happening, at least for me, is that I think it could potentially overshadow Tom Holland's fourth Spider Man installment. Because if you think about it, both Tom Holland and Tommy McGuire have their own complete trilogies, Andrew does, Andrews does not yet and so toby and andrew toby and tom have their own complete trilogies and tom holland we know is getting a fourth spider-man film because they said that they're open that they're working in the early stages of development and that they're hoping to get john watts tom holland and zendaya all to return to their to their specific roles to make this to make it to make the film so it's that's of course in the works but i feel like if they announce spider-man 4 with toby mcguire that could potentially overshadow Tom Holland's franchise. And some people might end up being more interested in Tom McGuire. Which, so I think that Spider-Man 4, as much as I would love to see it, I would love to see Sam Raimi close out his series with those characters, with his version of those characters. And I would love to see that story closed out. I would love to see Tom McGuire get his own solo film again. As much as I would love to see that, I think you kind of run the risk of overshadowing and taking away from Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Because at the end of No Way Home, Tom Holland has finally become classic, traditional Spider-Man. And I feel like if you give Tom McGuire another film, you could potentially overshadow and take away from that. And people would just ditch Tom Holland in in favor. It seems seems like some people might ditch Tom Holland's Spider-Man in favor of Tom McGuire. Might talk about some McGuire Spider-Man four more than Tom Holland's fourth installment. So, overall, that's the story of the canceled Spider-Man four and how I think it could after No Way after at least after No Way Home. If No Way Home didn't come out, I doubt this would have happened. But after No Way Home coming out, I think it has a decent chance of happening. It's just they have to be careful because they might overshadow Tom Holland's MCU sequel with a fourth Spider-Man installment. So that's the fourth. That's the installment of Spider-Man Four. Hopefully you enjoy this kind of thing, and, I'm, and I know I'm gonna be doing this again for the Amazing Spider-Man Three with Andrew Garfield. Before I, before, so after I finish reviewing the Amazing, the two Amazing Spider-Man films, I'm gonna do the same sort of thing again for the Andrew Garfield movies and, and review. And after I review The Amazing Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2, I'm going to talk about The Amazing Spider-Man 3 and all their canceled spin-offs that they had for that for, for that specific version. And then, of course, review the Tom Holland films. So hopefully you enjoy this kind of thing and find this kind of thing interesting. And hopefully, you, and hopefully you'll get excited for when I do it again for the Andrew Garfield films. So thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at the Spectacular Spider Nerd. And keep listening to this podcast. And I'll see you guys on. I'll see you guys next week to review the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man Quadrant. Spider-Man duology or two movie series. I, I can't pronounce anything. Um, see you next week when I review the, the two amazing Spider-Man films. And peace out, guys. Peace out, webheads. <laughs>